0: Is Jack of the nicknackjack.com podcast and this will be season 4 episode 11 this episode being called busy work and research uh, because that's pretty much what I've been up to and that's about all I can share with you and i need to produce an episode so there you go um hopefully it'll be entertaining and of some value to you if not well then i apologize for wasting your time but me i don't really care and i'm sure if you are intent on listening in a fan anyway you probably don't care either so sit back relax and get ready to enjoy another episode of the knickknackjack.com podcast So I mentioned last week that I've been noticing myself getting uh, back into this phased interest mode. Uh, You know, for several weeks at a time, I'll be interested in flying. For several weeks at a time, I'll be interested interested in broadcasting. For several weeks at a time, I'll be interested in railroading. And the list goes on and on. And because of this kind of phasic interest... It's hard to keep myself working on something for an extended period of time. Oftentimes, what will happen is I'll get some frustrated sense of an idea, or you know, I'll notice something in the world that I don't think is right, and I then I'll think to myself, "Oh, I better do something about it," and I start trying to do something about it, and then it dies. Um, a great example of this recently, as I've kind of been switching. Back into trains mode, um, is my interest in uh, commuter rail and getting commuter rail um, to kind of expand in uh, the US and in California specifically because I live in California and, well, I want rail service. Um, and a particular interest is um, trying to expand the Capitol Corridor or the San Joaquin, however you want to expand it, um, so that there's at least um, two. Preferably more, but at least two daily round trips by train in addition to the Coast Starlight, which uh, serves the Northern California area at night uh, between the hours of midnight and 6 a.m. But, uh, you know, I'm looking for service by train. Um, in the daylight hours, probably early commute times and maybe evening commute times. You know, one, one round trip in the morning and one round trip in the evening would probably suffice. Um, but that's something that I wanted for a real long time. And essentially the idea would be take a, um, an Amtrak California car set, uh, take it from Sacramento Bring it up to Redding, turn it around. You don't need to wire it because it's got you got the cab mode, and the cab mode for the California cars isn't as risky as it is for the MetroLink cars and the commuter cars and that sort of thing. So push-pull mode, not a problem. So take take that train set, bring it up to Redding, um, or may, maybe maybe start out in the evening. Um, because you have people commuting back from Sacramento, maybe 6 o'clock. Bring it back from Sacramento to Reading, Park it in Reading overnight on a siding or something. The next morning, take it from Reading back to Sacramento, going through Chico, uh, Marysville, if possible, that we would have to put a small station on the other end of Marysville because the line doesn't connect quite the way uh, you would hope it would. But, um, you know, essentially at this run, a round trip in the morning, uh going from Reading to Sacramento and then back to Reading and then a round trip in the afternoon going from Reading to Sacramento and then back to Reading again or or something like that. Um and, and my my curiosity here is how do I get this going? Um how do how do I tell the people who are in charge of making these decisions that hey I want a rail route. I think there would be other people interested in this particular rail quarter, and this rail route. Um, let's get something happening here. And um, the best idea I could come up with earlier in the week was was emailing um, the uh, Pacific Railroad Society um, or Railpac, uh, which is kind of based down in Southern California, but they you know they cover California, they cover Nevada. Um, and their, their idea, their, their whole goal basically is to encourage, uh, passenger rail and commuter rail options and that sort of stuff. So, um, I, I emailed, uh, I emailed them and said, look, here, here's what I want. How do I get this to be done? Um, and he suggested newspapers and, um, local editorials, that sort of thing. And knowing the enterprise record the way I do, I'm thinking if I put, Something about this in the Enterprise Record, like tell it to e- the ER or something, I'm going to get a um, rather angry response back about, oh, another liberal trying to waste government money, and especially in this time of recession, and I'm going to get all pissed off, and I'm not going to want to do that. So, I figured, well, let's introduce the idea on the podcast where maybe audiences might be more receptive to it. Um, you know, I- I'm looking at. You know, we, we have the California high-speed rail plan, and uh, there's been announcements recently that Japan and uh, countries in Europe are looking to financially support it, uh, being interested in selling their car sets to us, which works for me, um, Really, I figure if the, if the Japanese could build and even run the California high-speed rail, then it might actually have a chance of succeeding. Uh, novel thought, I know. Um, they should go over and take over Acela, because Acela's just <laughs> falling apart over there on the East Coast, from what I hear. Um, so that's all well and good, but that's a long-term plan. In the short term, here in California, for commuter rail, we have Caltrain up in the Bay Area. We have BART, also up in the Bay Area. We have ACE Transit, uh, which goes from the Bay Area to the Central Valley, Stockton. And we have the San Joaquins, which goes from the Bay Area to Bakersfield, and services stops in between. And we also have the Capitol Quarter, which goes from San Jose to um, Sacramento, essentially. And uh then there's the Pacific Surfliner on the on the south end, which primarily goes from San Diego to Los Angeles, and then they have some service in the northern coordinate going from San Luis Obispo to Los Angeles as well, and then there's Metrolink uh coaster and I, I think that covers all the regional transit and transit organizations in California. And there's a lot of them that that use rail. Um, Sprinter also in, in northern San Diego County, which I haven't had the chance to ride yet. But, um, you know, as I look at the roadways, as I look at the infrastructure we have, and as I look at the progress that we're trying to make here in the 21st I first century, I think we need to expand this. And um, I'm looking for people to kind of help me uh, tell the powers that be that we want to expand this, that we need to expand this, that a two-lane highway for 90 miles um, bearing commuters to and from uh, Sacramento is not good enough. Um, you know, it, it really pisses me off when I look at uh, California 99, which is pretty much freeway all the way from Sacramento to the Grapevine, Um, a distance of some 275 miles, give or take, and is pretty much all two-lane highway um, from Sacramento to Red Bluff, a distance of um, 90 plus 42 miles, um, whatever that would be. And the point is, it's significantly less than 275 miles, and if you can make the southern part of 99 into a freeway, you can goddamn make the northern part of 99 into a freeway but what would be better would be investing in the rail infrastructure and getting it going in northern california again we have a bike trail here in chico um, that used to be the main line of the sacramento northern and if that main line had not been torn out and we're still there we could use that for local commuter rail service um, but guess what it 's bike trail now, so guess what we 'd have to relay the tracks and redo all the work that has already been done so I you know it 's going to take a strong effort to kind of refocus and really undo um, the focus on on private transportations and cars that the um, really the i guess the Truman and the Eisenhower administration kind of did um, because up, up until World War Two, we were a very train-centric country. Um, trains were the way to go. And then um, post-World War Two, you know, as World War Two was happening, we had to tear up a lot of rails because we needed the steel. Fine. Um, but after World War II, um, suddenly freeways were the go- way to go. And the interstate system was created. And ver- various other things were made to happen. And um, it's just... The reality of it is, it's just not practical for every person in the entire country to have private transportation. I think every person in the entire country deserves, has the right to transit, has the right to be able to get to work in this society, um, or pick up their kids from school, or do those things that you need to do. I, I think that should be a right on the Declaration of Independence, to be quite honest, but... Um, but the reality is, we we can't add that to the Declaration of Independence, or act in the spirit of that being on the Declaration of Independence, um, or excuse me, the amendments to the Constitution, um, because it wouldn't be in the Declaration of Independence. I don't know what I'm talking about, but um, Bill of Rights, Bill of Rights was what I was trying to say. So we we act well, if we even if we act like having the right. Uh, to to transit to reasonable and usable transit is um, is a constitutional amendment that might have gone on the Bill of Rights. Um, we can't just say, "Well, everybody should be able to drive a car," because um, it's not safe for everybody to drive a car, so you need other options, and moreover, we need to have our transit system diversified, we can't have everybody on airplanes, we can't have everybody in cars, we can't have everybody on trains, we can't have everybody on buses, we need to have some people on buses, some people on trains, some people on boats, some people on, um, hovercraft, you know, we need to, uh, diversify it and make it something that uh as a whole as a as an entire system of getting people from a to b basically from work to home and back and forth is a reliable thing is a thing that people can count on and more and more is a thing that you wouldn't need to think about on a daily basis because it's a pain in the butt to think about well, how am I going to get to work today? Or how long am I going to have to sit in traffic today? Um, I've lived in San Diego before. There was a night I decided to go to Fry's Electronics. It took me four hours to go 60 miles. Four hours. I kid you not. Um, and that's retarded. That's, that's absolutely ridiculous. We need to diversify our transit and, and, and use this opportunity this economic opportunity of the economy falling apart and various things changing, um, to really institute New Deal 2.0, I think. Uh, the more I study FDR and his presidency, the more I, I, I see how much he was on to um, when he was working on the New Deal. Now, a lot of his stuff got, got s- squashed by Congress or by um, the Supreme Court. Uh, ruling that things were unconstitutional and various other issues, which I suppose uh, conservatives would argue was a fair balancing point, because we wouldn't want to be a socialist country. That would be, oh, I don't know, just the apocalypse. We wouldn't want that. No, no, no. Um, but the more the more I look at his presidency, the more I see that um, if World War 2 hadn't come about when it did... We probably would have lingered in a state of depression for a considerably larger amount of time. But we might have made more effort um, in adopting the New Deal and that sort of philosophy and that sort of policy. Because we were forced to enter World War II when we did, um, we ended up pumping a lot of money into the economy through the, the war and the war effort. And then we ended up throwing ourselves into the Cold War, which we c- became about, you know, a big pissing contest with Russia. And Russia collapsed, and I think if we continue in the direction we're going and continue acting like we're still in a pissing contest with Russia or whoever else would come about, um, we're eventually going to fall apart too. And And my thought is, if we go back, if we turn the page, if we step back to some of the New Deal philosophies and some of the, some of the ideas that Roosevelt had um, in the 30s and early 40s, then we might just um, be able to go in a more progressive and a stronger direction as things move forward. Um, you know, things like focusing on public transportation, things like focusing on a national health care plan that actually works, things like um, encouraging business to continue to operate but be significantly less profit motivated because profit is not good for people at large profit helps the companies profit doesn't help joe on main street profit is simply um, a way of measuring uh, an organization's effectiveness and yes it's a scale of effective effectiveness but I mean, look at this podcast. It's not profitable. It it loses it costs me about 30 bucks a month. 30 35 bucks a month to do this podcast. Does that mean that it's not effective? No. I mean, if I look at the downloads, if I look at uh responses that I I've gotten over the years that I've been doing this podcast, then I can say, "Look, people are downloading it, people are listening to it. It's It's gaining some market appeal. It's effective. It's not profitable, but it's effective. And I I think we really need to start getting that into our heads. That just because something isn't profitable doesn't mean it's not effective. Just because Amtrak, for example, does not make money and probably will not make money for the rest of its existence... Um, because of the barriers it has to deal with, because of the market ha- has to deal with, because of the fact that we deregulated the railroads and said, "Okay, it's all right that you don't operate passenger service anymore. You can go go the freight route, and um, we'll fit the bill for for the passenger end of it." Be, you know, because we did that, uh, we we have a system here that's not going to grow, that's not going to make a make a profit, but. Just because it doesn't make a profit doesn't mean it doesn't carry um, several million passengers a year. And it carries several million passengers a year. And that's several million passengers that aren't on the road, that aren't in the air, that aren't clogging up the other forms of transit. So is it effective? I think it is. Um, I I don't think that the percentage of people who use that system... um, negates the value of it just because it's smaller than than the percentage of people who use the other systems and i in fact i think we should use that fact and continue to encourage people to use the system the system that is underused we should use it more um and as we use it more that'll that'll pressure the freight railroads to become more of an infrastructure management organization you know they're they're managing the track we're paying to use the track um you know it's not an ideal situation i I would think ideally um it would be the way the road system works you know the government owns the roads the government owns the road infrastructure maybe you pay a toll or a usage fee uh that helps contribute to the maintenance of it so it's not just coming out of the general fund but um you know to me it seems like the government should own the track um so they can say look freight operators you can use this but passenger operators yeah you need the priority um and do essentially what they've done with the airlines which is you know they've given airlines priority where they need it where it's required and you know they're they're providing decent service in the air traffic service um sector and you know why can't we um turn things around and suddenly do the same thing in the in the railroad sector um it makes sense to me. So, I don't know. I maybe I've just got too much time on my hands because let's face it, I'm bored. I'm only employed part-time and I've got a lot of time to think. But I've been been doing a lot of research into FDR and the New Deal and some of the ideas that were brought up in the 30s in the Great Depression and trying to figure out how can we apply to some these some of these ideas to our Great Recession here, and maybe grow a little bit from it. Because if you don't grow from your mistakes, you're just bound to repeat the same mistakes again, and it'll be a, a permanent boom and bust cycle because that's the way economics work. And you know what? I'm a little bit sick of, of going around and around in circles and not having something stable to rely on in the outside world. I want a stable world to rely on. I want to feel like you know i can go out there and get a job and retire comfortably and if i have kids that they can go out there get an education then get a job and retire comfortably and you know you shouldn't have to worry about that you shouldn't have to worry about being able to make it through life you should you should be focused on trying to make it through life and making it enjoyable because that's that's really the fringe on the top of the Surrey, if you will. I mean, you know, it's one thing that we have our little stagecoach here that takes us through life, but I—I I mean, I think at this point in in our history, in our focus, we should be focusing on decorating the stagecoach as opposed to just having the stagecoach. Um, strange metaphor. I don't know why I didn't use a train in that metaphor, but there you go. Um, So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Hopefully um, some of my thinking and my research has um, proven useful. If you have comments, please send me an email, n-i-c-n-a-c-j-a-k at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can facilitate that nice little donate button on nacnacjak dot net. And I would greatly appreciate it. Stimulate my personal Um, Because I need a personal stimulus package Let's face it, we all do Um, But until next time Enjoy yourself, stay sane And let's figure out a way To kind of grow From our little stumbling block here Rather than continue to stumble And go downward Because, well, why would we want to Continue to stumble and go downward Logic, folks, logic Alright, talk to you next time Bye Thank you.